This is the Married Man Podcast, home of the warrior husband, and I am Brian Bandis of The Married Man. This is episode number 13, in which we are going to go back to the beginning and talk about mindset and vision. Before we do that, please consider sharing this podcast with a brother, friend, co-worker, cousin, somebody that you know who cares deeply about his marriage the way that you do, and the family legacy that he is going to be leaving behind. The Married Man Podcast comes out once a week, and it's where we talk about how to bring our A game to our marriage, and just as important, how we become great men by stepping up to fulfill our roles as husbands and for some of us as fathers. So my hope is that if nothing else, after listening to this, I want you to leave with enough fuel in the tank to decide that you are going to give your absolute best, everything that you've got to your family for another week, no matter how hard it might get. So I'm glad you're with me. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. Uh, I was going back to early notes from a couple years ago when I started The Married Man, and I was looking through what was sort of the structure of some of the thinking, and I realized that I had broken I had broken a lot of the content into these three main areas that I felt like I I worked on and wanted to work on and be purposeful about. And that was the area of of mindset, what we think, uh, the area of what we say and the area of what we do. So our thoughts, our words, and our actions. And there's a lot under each of those that we can that we can spend time on. So today I just want to start with what we think and under that sort of heading, I want to talk about the idea of vision and having clarity of vision on what we're driving toward. For me, over time, I developed that vision where I know what I want to build, what I'm trying to accomplish in my family and in my marriage. And that vision is absolutely an asset. It sort of carries me forward when I need it to. And so I want you to start uh, with some basic questions for yourself, questions that are important for you to to be able to answer. You don't necessarily have to be able to answer them right this second, but if you can't, you know, that can be a sign that, hey, it's time, it's time to spend some time on this and put some purposeful thought into these questions. Questions like, what kind of man do you want to be? Who do you want to be for your family? What kind of man do you need to be? What kind of what kind of man do you need to become in order to be who you want to be for your family? Or questions like, um, what do you want your marriage to look like? Can you describe? Here, here's what I here's how I would describe it. Right in in business, we talk about goal setting with our team, and we use the SMART goal acronym, which a lot of you are going to be familiar with. Um, to to very much summarize it. It's basically a framework that allows you to create a goal um, that that allows you to create a real goal, right? Versus what they might call just sort of like a fantasy or like, you know, a fun idea. And a real goal is, uh, it's specific. What does it stand for? Specific, measurable, uh, actionable, time-bound, meaning there, there is an end and a time limit. Um, I can't even think of what T T stands for, but basically the idea is you need to know if you're winning. You need to be able to know if you have accomplished your goal. So I want to get stronger. That's not a goal. That's a desire, an idea, a wish. I want to be able to do, you know, 
five straight reps of 225 pounds on bench press by July 1st. That's a goal. July 1st will come around. I either will or will not be able to rep that specific weight that many times by that date. So that's a smart goal. It's, it's measurable. It's achievable. And I will know whether or not I've accomplished that goal. So in marriage, you know, I, I don't know if we can create, I don't know what it would look like actually to create a truly smart goal. But, but the relevance here is that I want you to have a vision of what you want your marriage to look like and to know, hey, am I winning? Am I moving toward that? Is this what I'm shooting for or not? Um, things like we go on a date night, you know, twice a month. Um, when we spend time together, we, uh, we enjoy being around each other and we aren't just staring at our phones. We are communicating clearly and frequently and you can define those things. You know, what does frequent communication look like? To me, I think it's important. I I don't necessarily want to push you to, to overly define these with with numbers and and treat this like a business goal when it doesn't need to be but I do think it's so important to have a picture of what you're what you're moving toward and what you're what you want your marriage to look like. Can you answer that question right now? You and your wife a year from now have a wonderful marriage. How would you describe that? What does it look like? How do you know it's a wonderful marriage? What do you want your wife's experience in your marriage and in your family to be? What do you want your kids' experiences in your family to be? Those are the kind of questions that over the years, I will say I've spent a lot of time thinking about and trying to understand. They're not easy questions to answer, but they're so important and they're so valuable as you answer them. Man, it's it's like... It's like tools, right? It's like weapons. I get to carry this gear around with me. I know what I'm trying to build for my wife. I know what I'm trying to build for my kids. Why is this vision important? To me, that is that is the next level. Okay, you want your marriage to look like this. Why does that matter to you? So I'll just share with you guys my experience. And in, in our business, we talk a lot about trying to take lines of questionings three levels deep. Now, the three is the three is flexible, but the point is to ask the question and find the motivation behind the motivation behind the motivation. So I might say, why is that important to me? Well, I you know, I really want to have um I really want to have a great family life. I want to leave a, a cool legacy for my kids. Okay, but why is that important to me? Well, I don't know. Why do I want to leave? Well, I, I, um, I had a different experience growing up. Mine was really painful. My parents divorced um, when I was in elementary school. Here's the effects that it had on me. Here's the effects it had on my parents. Ultimately, we get all the way back to my desire for my children to admire me and want to be like their dad. And they, that's the best case scenario. And my children feeling like they don't admire me is worst case scenario. And it took some work, some actually pretty painful work to me to come to that realization a couple years ago. I also look at at Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with, and uh, realized, I I remember talking to somebody about my experience, and I was kind of downplaying it. And I said, man, you know, I mean, yeah, my parents got divorced, that that sucked, my dad moved away, that sucked, but... um, 
you know, it wasn't that bad. Like people have had it way worse. I mean, my dad wasn't abusing me or my mom or whatever. Um, and so he started talking about trauma and he pulls out Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And he says, okay, so you've got five levels here, physiological needs, safety needs, love and belonging, esteem and self-actualization. Why don't you point to me and tell me at the time that this was going on, where on these five levels were you in terms of here's the needs that were met? Um, And really, I was somewhere between the first level, physiological needs. I did not have a scenario where I went without water, food. Uh, shelter, clothing. Um, But somewhere between that and the next one was where the needs that were being met ran out. In fact, I've shared this story for a while. We lived in the Texas Baptist Children's Home with my mom. So we did have shelter, but there wasn't a real feeling of security. We had shelter because people decided to give it to us, right? And so um, this person I was talking to pointed to that and said, Hey, it doesn't matter how you feel like your traumatic experience stacks up against other people's traumatic experience. You had basic needs that were not being met, and that creates trauma, right? And so for me, if I'm honest at its core, my driver, and we're going and tying this back into vision, right? And tying this back into what motivates me. It is that I want those needs all the way up that that hierarchy to be met for myself and for my wife and my children. I'm not okay with them pointing to this and going, man, really the only one for sure that's being met is number one. I'm not down with that. I've experienced that. It sucks. And so if I'm really if I really get to the core, man, my vision is to create a family that meets all of these needs, a family space that doesn't just provide food, shelter, water, but provides a sense of security, stability, where where we know that there uh, that those needs are are going to be met in the future as well, and then provides a sense of love and belonging, which is the third third level here, a place where you know this is home and we got your back, and then provides a place where where my family members and myself draw self esteem and self respect, where we are recognized for the things that make us uh, unique and special, a place where we can draw strength, and then ultimately the fifth level is self-actualization. And to me, I believe that I have gotten to a place in my life now, in my 30s, where I'm beginning to experience this and where a certain amount of my time and energy and effort can go to self-actualization, can go to the pursuit of becoming you know, the fullness of my potential, which we talk a lot about in The Married Man. And I don't want my kids to be in a position where they got to wait until they're in their early to mid-30s to be, to be able to, to work on self-actualization. I want to lay the foundation early on, and I want the foundation to be there for myself, and I want it to be there for my wife. And so that, that realization, that new understanding about what sort of contributed to a traumatic experience for me helped me to start to understand what it is that I want out of my marriage and what drives me and what I want to build in my family, right? So if I'm willing to go we call it three levels deep. However many levels it takes, it's continuing to ask 
okay, why is that important? All right, why is that important? If I'm willing to go to the root of it, it's because I spent a time in my life without these needs and this hierarchy being met, and I don't want to spend more time like that, and I don't want my children or my wife to spend time like that. I watched what that did to my parents as well, in particular my dad, and I think it's pretty normal as a son to draw a lot of identity from your father. And man, I watched him spend 20, 25 years wrestling with a lack of confidence. And that affected me and sort of infected me. And even as I experienced some success with things in my 20s, there was no confidence there. There was no confidence. There was no belief in myself and my inherent worth. And I want to change that experience. I don't want my kids feeling that way until they're 32 years old. I know what I do want, and I can envision the opposite. I can envision that home life that is that foundation that breeds confidence, that breeds a belief in who they are and the value they bring. In fact, let me share something with you. Um, Every morning, I get up and I go through... um, I go through a sort of a morning routine that includes uh, prayer, I read the Bible, I go through some affirmations. One of the things I do is I review my big why, and I wrote it out um, a couple years ago now, and it's always kind of changing You know, every few, every few months or years, so I'll kind of tweak it. But one of the paragraphs is this. It says, this is my big why, to infuse my sons with a powerful sense of self and the belief that almost anything is possible that their potential extends far beyond what they can see or even imagine to lay a powerful foundation for their identity that propels them to their own greatness. That is vision for the future. That is what I'm trying to accomplish. And so here's the power of having that kind of vision, having, a, having clarity on what you're wanting to build. In the moments where it gets difficult, Like last week when I shared on the video that my wife and I had that challenging conversation. When I know what I'm trying to build, when I know that what I just read about my sons is the goal and that's what, that's what I'm shooting for, it gives me strength and it, and it, it infuses me with the grit necessary to navigate those difficult moments and those challenging moments. And in the moments where it really gets ugly and we've all had them and we will have more of them. And we're at a fork in the road where we're trying to decide if it's even worth it. This vision for the future is the answer to, is it worth it? The answer is yes, because this is what I'm going to get. I'm going to get this vision. So cling to it. Let it drive you. Let it carry you through the more difficult moments that you will encounter. You will come out the other side stronger. If you're willing to, you will come out the other side with a stronger relationship if you're willing to, and you can give this to your family and to yourself. So ask yourself these questions. Actually take the time to sit and answer them. Who do you want to be? What do you want your marriage to look like? What do you want your wife's experience in your marriage to be? And what do you want your kids' experience in your family to be? And begin to get clarity on the vision of what you're trying to build, who you're trying to become, what you want your family to be, and let it carry you through those challenging moments. That's all I got this week. Thank you so much for joining me. It is an honor to have your ear for 15 minutes a week. Thank you so much for listening. Listen, the meat and potatoes of the married man, as many of you know, is the weekly newsletter. It comes out every Monday morning uh, and allows you to start the week uh, being refocused on the things that matter the most. So 
If you do nothing else, head over to themarriedman.co. That's themarriedman.co, not com. I couldn't afford the M. And subscribe to the weekly newsletter. I send out an email every Monday morning and a quick video recap every Friday in case you missed the email. We'd love to have you guys join the squad. Have a wonderful week. Goodbye. Thank you.